Hey guys, welcome back to the Soulfully Awakened podcast. It is your host, Nicole, and thank you so much for joining me today. Super excited about today's little podcast chat, continuing with my soulful sessions where I bring to this platform beautiful souls that I have met either in real life or I have met through social media platforms and super excited to introduce you guys to all these beautiful souls I'm bringing here to bring you into their energetic and magical mystical field. So on the podcast today, I have Michelle Yeager. So I started following Michelle, gosh, I don't know, three, four years ago, found her on Instagram And I really followed her journey as she moved from the mainland out to the Hawaiian islands and basically started her whole life over, like sold all of her belongings. She was into bodybuilding and she kind of left that and just really healing herself through basically detaching from mainstream society and rediscovering who she was and really watching her journey unfold into this beautiful, mystical, cosmic guide that she is. Um, Michelle is an astrologer, a beautiful, gifted, intuitive astrologer. So if you guys don't follow her, highly recommend it. I'll put her stuff in the show notes. She is also a past life regressionist. So she studied under the school that was created by Dolores Cannon. So if you don't know about Dolores Cannon, amazing past life regressionist who accessed a lot of really beautiful wisdom as she um, took people into this hypnotic state of accessing their truth body and things like that. She is also a tarot card reader and she is a beautiful cosmic galactic guide. So super excited to have her here to share her magic and medicine with you guys. So without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Michelle. Yay. Thank you so much. Such a beautiful intro recapping my life over the last (laughs) year. (laughs) I know. I love it. I love it. And like, I don't know, do you like kind of want to talk about how you kind of transitioned from this more just mainstream society lifestyle into where you are now? Because like right now, like when I look at you, it's like, you're like this beautiful, like free spirit, just kind of chill, go with the flow. Like, where are you living right now? Are you in Mexico right now? I am. Yes. I'm living in Mexico. I've been here for about half a year now. I love it. And so what began your transition of just basically being like, fuck it, selling your stuff and just like go, like going to, you know, where'd you end up in Kauai? Totally. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I went to Kauai. So that was, gosh, that was in like 2014 or 15. Um, but before that, yeah, I was doing bodybuilding. I was a personal trainer. I majored in nutrition and was just like going down that that road of uh, being really focused, I mean, on the body, on the physical body. When I competed in bodybuilding, it's all about like, you know, looking a certain way and you have to get on stage and you're performing. And, uh, and I was just super unhappy. I was not um, living in alignment with what was true to me. I guess I was kind of going along with what other people had wanted for me. And um, I reached a point of just, yeah, being at really low. And I, feel like I didn't have any other option but to just like you know having so much Scorpio energy like death and rebirth over and over so I yeah I sold all my stuff I kind of ended that whole way of living and just knew I needed to change I needed to do something completely different and kind of get back to like the basics of living so I went to Hawaii I lived in a van for about a year sold yeah a lot of my stuff and just kind of got by with the least amount of things as possible. And then, um, yeah, that led me to astrology, diving deeper into like the spiritual side of things. And um, yeah, and then eventually diving in more into astrology and past life regressions and going through those certification programs. I love that. And as you're talking, it's like, I'm just like feeling the energetics of your journey and it feels just so like deep and expansive and so much spaciousness was created through that. Just like being like, you know what, fuck it. Like this life isn't fulfilling Mm -hmm. this. This isn't what life is about. So I'm just going to strip it all down. And like you said, get back to basics and like literally how vulnerable that is to get, to be like, you know what? I don't, 
I don't really know anybody here, but I'm going to, I'm going to move here and I'm going to start over and I'm going to heal my relationship with the wholeness of who I am. And so I think Mm -hmm. that's so beautiful. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt like I was like, my soul was just dying slowly. Like I had no other option, but to just totally leave that life and and go off. You know, I felt like I needed to go somewhere where I didn't know anybody and just be on my own and and figure it out, like figure out what I enjoy, who I am, like what's important to me, how I want to live my life. And yeah, so we did it. We went to Hawaii and lived in the van, slept on the beaches for a while. And and it was, yeah, it was really hard, but it was what was mm-hmm. needed for me to, to transform and to heal and to grow and to um, just live a completely different lifestyle. Yeah. So when, when you were out there living, what brought you into astrology? Like what drew you into that? Because did you have any background with astrology or anything like that before you got into it? Mm-mm. No. Yeah. I had not um, studied astrology. I just, I more people in Hawaii were like into the spiritual things and they were talking about, you know, what's your moon sign or your rising sign. And so then I, I kind of started to dive deeper into it and, um, and just look things up online. And like, it just, it made a lot of sense. It helped me to better understand myself, to better understand my emotional nature, my yeah emotional depths that I could go to and just having words to put to what I'm already feeling internally was super helpful for me. And I'm, yeah, just dove really deep into better understanding that and then eventually being able to share it with other people. Um, Yeah, it's been an amazing journey with astrology. I love that. So would you say that astrology was like the first stepping stone on your path that really helped you start to do a lot of the um, inner unraveling and inner healing that your soul was desiring? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like beginning to self-actualize and to, to be able to witness myself and just, you know, having it all written out and being able to read like these pretty in-depth um, traits about myself and just seeing it and like, oh, wow, that is me. That is what I do. Like, I, you know, understanding how I can take the low road of different energies and then how I can move towards the high road and how I can work with, you know, some of the I have a lot of water in my charts to some of the intense emotions that could come and, and just not really having the tools to, to understand that when I was younger, I think a lot of us were not really given the tools to know what to do to work with our emotional body. Um, so yeah, astrology was definitely the first step for me in better understanding myself beginning to, yeah, to heal, um, just unhealthy habits, self-destructive, self-sabotaging tendencies. Mm, I love that. So for people listening, um, what is your sun, your moon and your rising sign? Yeah, I'm a Libra sun. I'm a cancer moon and Scorpio rising. Oh, I love it. I'm a Libra rising. So like I, I get the Libra side. I don't really have a lot of water in my chart, but I'm highly, I'm very emotional. And what I love that you say is there is a high expression and a low expression to signs and energies in your chart. Mm-hmm. Because I feel, I feel like sometimes, cause I'm a, I'm a double Aquarius sun and moon. And so typically yeah. uh, Aquarius are, you know, talked about being super aloof and detached and running away from emotions. And I'm like, no, that's not me. Like I'm super into it. And once I started to kind of learn, I'm like, okay, maybe I operate from the evolved higher expression of my sign because Mm -hmm. I feel really, really intensely. And so that was helpful for me as well, because I used to get so pissed off when it would be like, you know, (laughs) Aquarius energy doesn't feel emotions. They're scared of it. They don't want to. And I'm like, no, like I'm so emotional. Like I cry, like at anything, happy, sad, whatever. And I love that you point that out because I feel like that's with anything in life. There's always contrast. There's always a high, low, light, and dark. And I think that is really important for people who are listening to understand. Mm-hmm, totally. Yeah. And, and just, you know, your sun and your moon. Yeah, they're both in Aquarius. But, you know, for all of us, we have so many different parts to ourselves, to our charts. It's, you know, your birth chart is like a snapshot of the sky at the time you were born. So it's, you know, where all the planets were and how all the planets are interacting with each other that really make up like your characteristics, your personality. It's, it's so much more than, than just the sun sign. I mean, it's great for people to, to start somewhere and to understand their sun sign and those characteristics. But uh, to continue to dive deeper into it and see, to see all the different layers and aspects of yourself. 
And I love that you say that too, because, you know, a lot of times people will just talk about like, oh, I'm, I'm a Libra, I'm a Scorpio, because they're only talking about like one aspect of their chart, like their sun sign. And I'm like, you know, like for me, like I'm not anywhere advanced with astrology, but I, I know what my chart looks like. And I know like what you're saying, it's like your sun sign is just one little tiny aspect. There's so many layering, so many aspects and flavors that go into it because just because you're a Libra and maybe your best friend's a Libra, you will be completely different the mm -hmm. way that you show up, you express and you interact with the world around you based on like planetary alignments, your house placements and aspects and things like that. And I think that's a really beautiful and important piece to shine this on for the listeners. It's like, you're so much more than like your sun sign or your moon sign or your rising. Mm -hmm, totally. Yeah. And if somebody has, you know, if two people are um, Libra, for example, but they have a certain planet like that was right next to the sun at the time they were born, then that's going to totally change the flavor of that Libra energy. Like, for example, if you have Pluto, the planet of death and intensity and transformation, you know, conjunct the sun in Libra, it's going to be much different than somebody else that has their sun in Libra that doesn't have that planet there. So yeah, there's a, a million ways that you can interpret the charts and just go deeper into it. There's so many layers to it. I love that. And so for people who are listening, who maybe don't know, can you describe a little bit about like what the energetics are of your, your sun sign, your moon sign and your Libra sign? Like, what does that mean for the listener? Like, what does sure. that aspect mean? Totally. Yeah. So your sun is your ego, your personality, your sense of self, your life force, kind of your vitality. That could be maybe the energy that people first get to experience when they interact with you. Um, your moon sign is more internal. It's your emotional body. It's how you process your emotions. Um, and for you, it's interesting because they're both the same. So it's, you're very like, you know, very much in that Aquarian energy, your internal mm -hmm. world and the external world is very much in alignment. Um, and then the rising sign is what your soul is rising into in this lifetime, trying to take the high expression of that particular energy. Um, your rising sign can also be some astrologers say like, this is the energy that other people first experience when they interact with you. But again, there's, it's, it depends on the chart and how it's set up and there's so many layers to it. But I think starting with those three, the sun, the moon, and the rising is a good like base, a good foundation to start with understanding those parts and then kind of going deeper into, into the chart and what the other planets are doing, the other aspects that are being made. I love that. And so my question for you is, I'm just curious, do you have a, do you have a favorite um, sign? Do you have like a favorite astrological zodiac sign of people? Like when you meet them, you're like, oh my gosh, I knew you were this. I like, I, I love this energy about you. Mm, that's a hard one. I love, a, I love all of the signs and the different energies. Um, I'm always, yeah, whenever I meet somebody kind of trying to put the pieces together and maybe if they have their sun in a certain sign, I know that they're going to have Venus and Mercury that travel closely to it. Um, so I'm, yeah, kind of putting all the pieces together when I interact with someone. But uh, I mean, I would say I, I really love the Scorpio energy. I think that's what brought me to astrology because it is so intense and it's so deep and it, you know, it can be really dark and it can go really low. Like the low road of it is super low, but the high road is, is really beautiful. So uh, I think that's kind of what brought me to astrology, better understanding that within myself. And I love to speak to that with other people to help them better understand uh, maybe the emotional depths that they can go to. I love that. My brother is a um, Scorpio son and he is a cancer rising. So mm. He's, wow. he's very intense and <laughs> he has a lot of emotions, but I think like he's a very sensitive soul. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I th don't think he knows how to navigate the waters of like showing the emotions, maybe in the high expression, but he's a very like deep person where like, I love talking to him because for me, um, being an Aquarius, like I have very otherworldly thinking. I love to go really fucking deep. And like when I can talk to a Scorpio, it's like, I know everything's on the table. Nothing is off limits. We're going to totally. go deep. It's not going to be superficial. And I, and I love that. Yeah, 
for sure. Yeah, I think we're not really, we're not given the tools so much when we're younger. Like this should be taught in school, how to manage our emotions, how to have like healthy expressions of anger and sadness and all of it. So um, it can be hard to navigate through the emotional depths that Scorpio can go to or all the water signs, Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces. Um, yeah, they can just go really deep. And so to have a way to navigate through that, to navigate through their own darkness without like turning it against themselves, but learning to just sit with it and not let it consume them. It's yeah, it's like an, an art in itself. Yeah, I love that. And uh, with the, because I know a lot of people will ask this, like when they're doing like getting their astrology read or they're looking at it. Um, I know a lot of people will look at the um, node placements, the north mm. and the south node. Um, mm -hmm. Do you find those to be a, important aspects in the chart for helping people navigate maybe like what they're stepping into or what they're bringing with them from a past life? Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. The south node and the north node of the moon. So the south node indicates, yeah, what you've done in the past, maybe the past life energy that you can like default back into. It's really comfortable. It's really easy. You've done it many times. And the north node is, yeah, what you're trying to lean into, what you're trying to embrace kind of your North star that you're trying to go in that direction in this lifetime. So better understanding that like your, your, the karma that you could be bringing forward or just the energy that you can fall back into and, in, in trying to kind of lean into that North node. I think that is super helpful for us to, to understand. And that's a good place to look at, you know, to start with in your chart. It's pretty um, simple. The two signs are directly, you know, they're opposing each other. So you can Google search the meaning of, you know, wherever your South node is and what, what your North node is. And I'm sure some, like awarenesses will come up just by searching that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Cause I always, I know a lot of people will ask, cause that's always a big, like hot, you know, topic within the spiritual community or probably just in general people wanting to know, like once they start on this path of like unraveling and self-discovery, it's like, mm -hmm. what is my purpose? Like, what am I, like, what am I meant? What am I here to do? And mm -hmm. I always find it really interesting to, um, when I work with clients, cause I look up like their human design chart and stuff like that, just to kind of see their energetics of flow. And sometimes I'll look up their astrological chart too. So I can look at like, what is their North node? What is their South node? Like what's in their back pocket that they're really comfortable with, that they're coming in with this, like this, like knowingness, like, okay, like what's here and what are we moving into? And so I think it's kind of fun to look at those too. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And yours is actually pretty interesting. Um, I'll, I'll share your North node is in cancer and it's actually in the 10th house of your career. Uh, so I thought that was really interesting kind of being like the collective mother to a certain degree or like this nurturing <laughs> mothering uh, figure that is literally doing it for work with it being in your 10th house. So being able to like to hold space for people for the collective and then all your Aquarian energy that's such like a visionary being able to see into the future. Yeah, you have a, a really wild chart. It's fun to, to go yeah. through it with you. Uh, oh, good. I can't wait until we dive into that a little bit more. And I love that you say that because I think that um, when a lot of people meet me, like you know, if I've just met you for the first time or if I've talked to you, I always get told that, like that I'm so cosmic, but yet I'm so grounded and nurturing and like mm -hmm. motherly. And that's like literally everybody's first impression of me. And I just think it's so interesting too, which I shouldn't be surprised that my, my chart literally reflects that back to me. And so it's mm -hmm. so nice to hear that the way that I show up in the world is actually in alignment with the energy that I'm literally meant to operate from. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's like a permission slip to be yourself. It's like just putting to words what we already feel internally and really giving you permission to kind of step into your fullest expression, to know that, that this is all here for a reason. Like you're doing, you know, what you meant to do and, and being able to see it reflected back in the chart. is just, yeah. Extra confirmation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. So if you want to, cause I know that we discussed like about you kind of getting into my chart and like just sharing some aspects with the listeners. So for everybody listening, this is the first time that I'm going to hear it as well. So I'm going to be intaking, um, whatever Michelle is saying. So I'm super excited. So whatever you want to share, what you want to talk about, um, yeah, go, go for it. Whatever, whatever you want to do. I trust you. Okay. Um, well, to speak to it's a, your sun and your moon both being in Aquarius. So you were born on a new moon. They're both 
exactly at four degrees. So, so they're together, your sun and your moon. Your internal world is very much in alignment with the external, with the, the personality, the ego, maybe the, you know, the first thing that people see. And with you being born on a new moon, it's very like almost um, impulsive or dynamic energy. It's like this raw surge of, of energy. Um, it's associated with the Aries energy. So even though you're an Aquarius, you have strong Aries energy in your chart. That's also reinforced with Pluto being in your first house, which indicates being an Aries soul. So very much like self-starting, self-initiating. You don't really need other people to tell you what to do. I mean, the Aquarius <laughs> energy is not going to be told what to do. They're very much out of the box. It's the revolutionary, the visionary. They're here to stand apart from the crowd and to kind of lead us into a new direction, a new way of doing things. Um, and with that, I mean, the Aquarian energy can feel a bit uh, maybe isolated or lonely at times because they're, they're here to, to lead us in a new direction so you know we're they're not here to kind of do what everybody else is doing but to break out of that box of, of confinement of like the societal norms and what life is supposed to look like so um, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense like everything you're saying I'm like shaking my head and like laughing because I'm like this is literally so true because I often like and I'm really learning to step into my expression and be like you know what this may be fucking out there fucking weird mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter. Like, just like, I'm just like letting it go. And it does feel like that sometimes. Like I do have sometimes this energy of like feeling like a lone wolf because, um, I, I am doing a lot of stuff that isn't considered mainstream mm -hmm. and it's always trying to find this aspect of like, um, I'm not, human, quote unquote, human enough for this group of people, or I'm not cosmic or spiritual enough for this group. So I'm always feeling like this back and forth dance of like, you know, trying to find my place. And so that completely goes along with that Aquarian energy of just always feeling so um, different and like completely I am one of the people I always say, like, I'm such a free spirit. Like, I don't care if you tell me what to do or how to do it. I'm going to do it my own way. Like, I don't care if you figured out the best way to, to make this and you give me all the steps. I'm like, all right, cool. Thank you. But let me try it Nicole's way. Like I've been like that my whole entire life. <laughs> mm -hmm, totally. Aquarius <laughs> energy is, yeah, it's fixed. And so it's, it's fixed. It's, you know, wants to figure things out on its own. It wants to do pretty much the opposite of what it's told to do. Like, okay, you want me to do it this way? I'm going to figure it out in a completely different way. Um, they really love to say no, like, no, I'm not going to do it in that <laughs> way. My own way, and yeah, I mean, being weird and embracing your eccentricity and your uniqueness—you're a double Aquarius. So, literally, anything like non-traditional or out of the box, like you know, the light language and all these things that you're bringing, that you're offering to people—that is uh, pretty otherworldly—that is quite literally what you're here to embrace. You're not here to to fit in with uh, with the crowd. You're here to to take people in a new direction, to open their eyes you know, to, to new experiences. Aquarius is the water bearer. So it's the air sign that's very intellectual and able to like have a conversation, you know, pouring water, pouring um, like compassion onto the rest of humanity through the way that they converse and through the way that they express and their words and how they communicate with other people. Mm, I love that. I love that. Well, I'll let you continue with the rest of the chart. I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> yeah. Another thing that I want to speak to, since you were talking about the Scorpio energy, you do have um, Jupiter in Scorpio. So Jupiter is the planet of joy and expansion, um, your beliefs, your values. So it's quite literally like the energy that you enjoy being in. Um, is that Scorpio energy of going deep and having those hard conversations, like talking about the taboo subjects like death and sex and rebirth and um, yeah, not doing the superficial like chit chat, but really going beneath the surface and bringing it up, you know, into the light so we can work with it, we can heal it. So I think anybody that, that has that Scorpio energy is gonna light up that part in your chart, just what you enjoy, the energy you enjoy being around and, and you enjoy diving into within your own, you know, personal experience. I love that. And that's completely true. Like I love going deep with people and it's like, I love the taboo stuff. I like the stuff that, um, maybe a lot of people aren't talking about, like, I'm not one mm. for superficial, um, small talk chit chat. Like I'll do it because I know that people like want to talk, but like, literally I'll find myself checking out because it's just like, okay, like let's like, you know what, if we're not going to go deep, then like, what are we doing? Like, mm -hmm. what are we, what are we doing here? And so I love that. And 
I love everything that Scorpios are like the intensity and just like the, the occult stuff, like talking about that, like going deep into like shamanism and like mysticism and yeah, all of that stuff. And that's completely true. So I, I love that um, Jupiter is there influencing it. Cause sometimes I think like I can go deep, but I feel like I bring like a really joyful lightheartedness to like the deep, tough topics too, mm-hmm. where I, I don't get stuck and lost in like the deep trudging shadow work of it. It's like, I can go deep. I can see it, but it's like, I feel like I can bring a really beautiful lightness to it and be like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Like, let's look at it this way. It doesn't have, you don't have to feel stuck. It doesn't have to feel hard. Like, let me, let me show you this way of like looking at it like a different way. Mm, love that. Yeah. I mean, you have so much air, right? You've got one, two, three, four, five, six. You have more than half of your planets in air. <laughs> so your ability to communicate, yeah, to keep things flowing and fluid, to, to like open people's mind to seeing new perspectives. I mean, air is, is communication. It's our ability to kind of ask questions and see things in a different light. So, um, and the Aquarian energy as well, it, it can be, I mean, it can be uh, detached, like to be able to detach from the emotions a bit, to just be the observer, to watch yourself, you know, move through those heavy experiences, to feel things really deeply, but having that awareness, you know, Aquarius, sun and moon to kind of to detach, to observe and to watch yourself moving through it, like having a higher perspective as you still, you know, trudge through your own darkness and, and, and like extract the medicine that's there. Mm, I love that. And I like that too, because I know I have a lot of air and it makes a lot of sense too, when I started to understand that, because I used to get told my entire life, like you talk too much, you talk too much. And, and once I started to understand, I'm like, I have a lot of fucking air in my chart. And I, I love, I love to talk. I love to communicate with people. Mm-hmm. And I had to actually kind of heal that aspect of myself feeling like, um, I did talk too much and, and so I got like really quiet and I'd be like, Oh, I don't want to share that. Like, you know, like whatever. Um, and just like understanding that about myself, that communication is extremely important to me, especially like in my relationship with my husband, it's like, if there, if there's energy of like unsaid, it's like, I, I don't like that. It's like, okay, like, listen, we got to have open communication. So communication is really important for me and relationships, friendships, working with clients or whoever, it's like, I need to feel that that flow is open back and forth. Cause if it, if it's not, if it's just one-sided for me, I don't like that feeling I feel. And it's probably my Libra energy coming in where it's like, I want balance and harmony. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And equal give and take of sharing and receiving information and yeah, having so much air. I mean, you're here to, to ask questions, to use your voice, to be communicative, to, um, you know, give people new perspectives, new ways of, of seeing the world. And, uh, and it's interesting because all of your planets, literally every, all of the planets are on um, the lower part of the chart. So you have no planets in the, the upper hemisphere of the chart. Um, with so with them all being on the the lower half that indicates being very internal like having a really really strong internal world like i can only imagine um the places that you go when you kind of check out of this realm and like you know connect with your guides <laughs> or do the light language like it's amazing this the the places that you can connect to so having a really strong internal world but also needing to to kind of share your findings like what you what you discover from doing that internal work and then you know with your north node on the top of your chart in the house of your career it's like your mission to kind of share that with the world, to put that out there and let other people receive that, that medicine that you found through doing your own internal process. Mm, I love that. And I do feel like that, like I do, um, a lot of just like internal reflection. And when I work with people or even with myself, I always say like, I love to ask questions and it helps you drop layers deeper. And I'm always like, but why? Like, like always asking why and like helping you drop deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Cause I do this with myself. And so anyone who works with me, it's like, I want you to understand that because like, that's how we get deep. It's not by somebody telling you what to do and saying, oh, do this. And then you go do it. And then you expect a change. It's like actually through going layers deep into yourself and probably because I'm so comfortable doing that with my own self and understanding my own internal landscape and my emotional intelligence. Um, 
I want people to dive deep into the sacred ancient knowledge that's within themselves. And so that's why I feel super called into the work that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Love that. Yeah. And giving them that different perspective on diving into their own darkness. Like it doesn't have to be this, I mean, maybe it's heavy at times, but it doesn't have to be this like, um, you know, almost destructive or self-destructive, self-sabotaging, like process of sitting with the the heavier the darker subjects in your life but being able to to move through it with ease and lightness and, and to kind of detach and to watch yourself in that experience so that it doesn't you know you don't get consumed by going there but you can you can traverse through those realms without without letting it consume you and you can lead other people through that space as well i mean since you do so much of that work on yourself then you being able to like be a light and, and take other people through their own darkness like holding space for them to to experience that themselves I love that. And I know too, in our astrological chart, um, we have like the wounded healer. So if you mm-hmm. want to, do you want to touch on that? Talk about the wounded healer in our chart and you can talk about what's in my chart too. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. So the wounded healer is Chiron in the chart. So Chiron is a primal wound that we all have somewhere in our chart. It is generational. So everybody born, you know, within a, a few years, it's going to be in the same sign, but it's going to be in a different house for each person. Um, so it is this wound that we have, but it's also our ability to heal this wound as it's the wounded healer. It's like the bridge um, between healing and then being able to like inspire other people to do that same healing work. Uh, so the work that you do in the world kind of being a salve for that, that wound that we could have experienced when we were younger. Um, do you want me to go into your Chiron or? Yeah, no, totally. I'm an open book. You can share away. <laughs> Okay. So for you, uh, Chiron is in Taurus and other people born around that time as well. Um, and then it's, it's in the eighth house. So for you, it's going to be showing up in the eighth house, which rules, um, it's associated with the Scorpio energy. Um, maybe, well, I'll explain what Chiron and Taurus is first before we dive into that. So the, with Chiron and Taurus, the wound is to, uh, maybe your sense of self-worth or, uh, the body. So it could show up in a few different ways. It could show up feeling like an insecurity within the body or maybe fearing loss of safety and security as Taurus rules our self-worth. It rules how we value ourselves, our belief in our spiritual gifts, our ability to express ourselves. It's associated with the throat chakra. So um, maybe earlier in life, moving through these feelings of like, uh, just not feeling safe and secure. And so Taurus can hold on to things. It can cling on to like people or possessions or things outside of themselves to give them that sense of, of stability and security. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How does that feel for you? It makes a lot of sense. Um, I think one of my biggest woundings, and I openly talk about this like on my podcast, is um, with my body image. It's just really um, creating a relationship with my body where I feel like safe and dropped in because sometimes I feel like um, not completely at home in my body. And I I feel like for as long as I can remember, it doesn't matter how thin I've been. um, It's always this weird relationship with my body. And it's always um, this intentional drop in to remind myself that like, I'm safe in this body. I love this body. And so that completely makes sense that wounding. And then with the throat chakra, Mm -hmm. definitely um, that has always been the chakra that I've always had to really work on feeling safe with my expression and really trusting and, and finding the value that it's okay to take up space and share your perspective, Nicole. And, um, it makes a lot of sense. And do you think that the, um, Chiron wounding, can that come from past lives as well? Yeah. Yeah, it can. Um, yeah. And especially depending on like where it's falling in your chart, what house it's in, the aspects that it's uh, making with the other planets. Um, and for you, I wanted to share with the Aquarian energy as well can feel very like detached from the body or just from this human experience. Mm-hmm. Like they can feel very alien and it can feel a little bit weird, like being in a body at times. So, um, so yeah, you can see how that, that wounds, like the wounded healer, maybe that being a wound that you've had to work through, uh, 
feeling strong and confident and able like within your body and within your expression of your spiritual gifts and your ability to use your throat chakra and now to like step into the light language to to share that to let that be like moving through your throat chakra and mm-hmm. to also uh empower other people through the movement like dancing i know is a big part of your life and teaching mm-hmm. the exercise classes like so throughout you know your own journey of that now being able to inspire other people to do that work to embrace you know whatever insecurities or to just like sink into their body and really occupy that space to, to embody, yeah, to embody themselves, to be there, to be present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I think everything that you kind of touched upon makes so much sense for, um, that wounding around like my body. And it's like, I've always had it my whole entire life. And that's something that I talk about with people. And I'm like, you know, I'm much more aware of it, the older that I've gotten. And I actively show up to that space of being gentle with myself. And I'm like, you know, Mm -hmm. that wounding is still there. It's just not as loud because I've, I've, I've listened to it. I nurture it. And I still have my days where, um, I don't feel as at home in my body and maybe I'm not being as loving to my body and then I'm aware of it. And then I try to bring myself back and I'm like, it's an everyday intentional alignment of showing up for myself because I'm very aware that that's a dark place that I can slip into where I can be very, um, mean to myself around my body image. And yeah. And so that's been a big wounding my whole entire life. And then really with the throat of expression and coming out of the shadows and feeling confident with, um, expression. And then when you said about the validation, um, coming from external things, making me find my sense of worth makes so much fucking sense because, um, growing up, I was a very, very high performing, very good athlete. So I received a lot of external praise for my accolades and my athleticism that I was doing from, you know, parents, the community and people like that. And so, growing up, a lot of my self of sense worth was validated through that. And then once I moved away from that, I chose not to keep pursuing it. Once I went to college, um, that was a, that I always thought I never had a dark night of the soul. And when I look back on that point in my life, I was like, wow, I did because I, I no longer knew who I was because I wasn't an athlete. And so I did have that, um, almost unconscious, um, validation coming in that I didn't realize like, Ooh, this was like fueling me. And I felt so like, good, like, yeah, like I'm doing this. And then once I didn't have that anymore, trying to figure out who the fuck I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Your sense of self-worth, your value being wrapped up in the body and what you can do and how you can perform. And then when that's gone, it's like, yeah, what, what is, what is left if that's what we've associated our, you know, self-worth with. And I think a lot of us move, probably all of us go through that period at some point in our lives. Um, yeah. And also with, I uh, wanted to tie in your North node, like the direction that you're going in this lifetime, needing to embrace um, that watery energy. So, so doing the self care things and slowing down and, you know, and taking baths and feeling comfortable and safe in your home space is, is the cancer energy. So being able to kind of nurture yourself and yes, being the, the collective mother, the collective nurturer, but also making sure that you extend that towards yourself and you're able to, you know, slow down and, and just appreciate and kind of be in your, your fluid, your watery energy, your emotions. Mm-hmm. And I love that too. And that's like a big reminder for myself because I can get sometimes, and it probably comes from uh, my South node being in Capricorn. Like I can kind of get lost sometimes in the work that I do because I love it so much Uh where I can want to like, just give and be like, Oh my gosh, you want me, you need, you want me to create this meditation? Sure. I'll do this. And like just getting lost in it. And I've really had to like check in with myself. Do I want to do this? Or am I, am I saying yes? Because I do have that tendency to be the motherer, the nurturer. And mm-hmm. I need to make sure I'm nurturing myself because I've done it to myself where I've burnt myself the fuck out. And I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I start to feel resentful. And so mm-hmm. that really resonates a lot when you're saying that I'm also here to learn to like nurture myself and to just really immerse myself in like that self-care energy as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, yep. Was there anything else that you wanted to touch about on um, Chiron? I didn't know if you touched about the sign and the, the house it was in. Um, well, with it being in the eighth house, the eighth house um, associated with that Scorpio energy of going deep and doing that shadow work, uh, bringing the stuff up to the surface so that we can be transformed. Um, it's also the house of like of merging souls. So the seventh house is the house of relationship. And then the eighth house uh, is, is like merging on that deepest level possible. So maybe it shows up, you know, with, within that area of your life. Uh, maybe the, like doing the shadow work around that topic or maybe within relationships in some way. Maybe in the past you've moved through that within relationships. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, the eighth house of that soul merging, connecting with another on the deepest level possible and first connecting with ourselves in that space. Mm, I love that. That all is so resonant. Thank you for sharing those aspects of my chart. I love it. You are welcome. Um, so speaking of chart energy, is there anything that like you want to add on a intuitive astrologer level about, um, maybe what's going on in the cosmos right now that is kind of at hand and play of what is going on collectively on our planet? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, so I'll speak to the, we had the Saturn Pluto conjunction that happened in January and that is kind of what set off like this whole, um, pandemic situation that we're moving through whenever Saturn and Pluto come together in the sky, we can see all throughout history that it's like, uh, world changing events happen. So it was world war one. It was, um, nine 11. It was the abolition of slavery, like huge world changing, life changing. Wow. So yeah, Saturn being the planet of the structures, the government, the systems that we follow, the rules that we live by, the laws, uh, tradition, authority figures, and then Pluto is the planet of death and transformation and rebirth and evolution. And so, you know, we can see that taking place, like the, the foundations, the structures, the government systems, like crumbling, being, you know, kind of burned to the ground as Pluto can do with anything that's not in integrity. Pluto ultimately wants us to evolve, wants evolution. And so if something's out of alignment, it's going to expose it. Uh, so we can see that going on right now, the, you know, kind of the disintegration of what we once knew to be the world. And then there's going to be a, a rebuilding, you know, Saturn, then building a new foundation for, for how we need to show up, how we can better support, yeah, the world, ourselves, each other. Um, and at this time in particular, well, we have the Scorpio full moon that is happening uh, tomorrow. So I think it's been a bit of an intense week. Uh, for a lot of us going through, I mean, Scorpio, the sign associated with intensity and transformation. So there could be, yeah, some deep like purging, some deep releasing of maybe it's beliefs, maybe it's, you know, beliefs about ourselves or stories we would tell ourselves, whatever is being brought up to the surface in your life right now. I think we're all moving through uh, some deeply transformative times and just kind of, yeah, figuring out how we're going to adjust to what's going on in the world, how we're going to show up and at this time, like a, a shedding of a skin and kind of stepping into a new, a new expression of ourselves. Mm, I love that. And like, I think it's so interesting um, as you were talking about the way that Pluto and Saturn are playing with each other, how it was like this in the sky at all those other times that mm -hmm. you talked about, like, that's like fucking mind blowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all throughout history, you can go back and you can put words to what's going on by seeing the astrology, understanding, yeah, what the planets were doing. But it is, yeah, it's pretty wild to look at whenever Saturn and Pluto come together and all the events that have happened uh, with that, either, either when they're exactly together or even when they're opposing each other, because these planets move so slowly. And, and so they're really powerful, especially Pluto. It's the slowest moving planet. Mm -hmm. And how long will Saturn and Pluto kind of be in this energy together? Um, they're Pluto's retrograde, Saturn's going retrograde. So they're kind of going forward and backward. Uh, they're going to be dancing with each other, so to speak, all throughout this year. And then uh, towards the end of the year, Saturn will, will be moving forward into Aquarius and, uh, and starting Ooh, I like new... that. Mm -hmm, yeah. <laughs> I bet you do. Yeah, we all do <laughs> with Saturn and Aquarius. It's moving out of, you know, it was in Capricorn. So the old structures and tradition and, you know, Capricorn's like that authoritarian kind of fatherly figure, like it's been done this way. This is how it's always been. This is how it needs to continue. And then Aquarius is like, 
breaking all the rules, like <laughs> everything that we've known to be true. Let's throw that out the window and create new systems that are actually supportive for the people here. Like, let's do something that's better for the earth and for the humans here. Aquarian, mm. very futuristic energy. It's the humanitarian. It's, you know, the tribe, the people, like coming together with the people in your community and kind of taking taking our, our power back, taking it out of these like huge structures and systems and bringing it back to bringing it back to the people. Mm, I love that. And so I know that like when you do your um, astrology, like updates talking about the energy, like you take what you know from astrology, but what I love is you mm. blend it with your own intuitive knowingness, like what it feels like to you and your body and you channel a lot of it. So looking at what's going on right now with the world and as we move through 2020, and then we start to move into Saturn and um, Aquarius. What do you intuitively feel like is going to be unfolding or what we're moving into as we keep navigating through the end of 2020? I think that I feel and think that the world obviously is changing in huge ways that we've never experienced before. And I think it's calling on something different from, from all of us, like a new way of sharing our gifts or coming together with the people in our community and like building this common vision that we all have. Like, how can we better support, support each other? How can we like put the world in the proper direction so that it's not, um, we're not just focused on like accumulating things and money and power. And, and we can see, yeah, how that's kind of just destroyed things and, and people aren't happier now than ever, you know, before this, this situation happened for having all of these things. So kind of coming back to the basics of what it means to be human, Aquarian energy is like, you know, probably a lot of Aquarius people want to go live in like some hippie commune somewhere. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally just said this to my mom yesterday. Like I was talking about how, um, it's so interesting to me right now to go out and about and interact with people in the public. Like it's, it's kind of crazy. Honestly, I don't know if you've ever watched the show Handmaid's Tale or know anything about it, but it, it's so crazy. It's like, watching people go out and about with masks on, it just seems nobody's looking at each other. And I mean, this is maybe is my Aquarian energy, but I'm like, fuck that. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not scared, you know, like, so I haven't been. And, you know, people like look at me and I look at them, but I'm not like judging them for wearing a mask. I feel so much compassion, but I also yeah. want to shake them and be like, why are you wearing a mask? Have you questioned the narrative? Are you wearing it because so-and-so told you to, and you're not thinking, and you're just going along with the program? Like really people. And I told my mom, I was telling her about that. And I was like, it just blows my mind. And I said, honestly, I said this moving to a hippie commune or living <laughs> off the grid in the woods is sounding more and more better by the day. And she just started laughing. And I'm like, no, I'm like, this is why my soul is so gravitated toward the hippie movement, toward Woodstock and toward all of that. Like when I watch stuff like that about hippie communes, Woodstock, like it's a deep resonance in my body where I'm like, yes, like, you know, just having freedom, living off the land, you know, plant medicine, music, mm -hmm. and just being free. Like, wow. Like, yeah. Like when you totally. said that, I'm like, yeah, uh, as an Aquarian, I'm like, yep, that sounds real fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, we're go coming into the Aquarian age, right? Saturn's moving into Aquarius. This is going to be like a two and a half year cycle with it there. So we're, we're rebuilding. We don't know exactly what it's going to look like because it's, it's definitely not going to look like what, what we have been doing, but you know, all, all of us people of the world need to come together and put in, put new systems in place that are actually, yeah, supportive to the people and supportive to, to the systems that we have here and whatever, whatever systems like can no longer continue. They, they need to be revolutionized. That's very much the Aquarian energy. They want just more, more freedom and more, more human connection, more like authenticity what what really matters like what is really important yeah what's important mm. while we're here yeah i love that thank you for your intuitive insight on that because i i like that um you don't do it like most astrologers i like that you like yes this is what's going on but you really feel into the energy and let yourself channel 
like what it feels like in your body, what's going on. And that's your truth. And you always draw people to you that are like, yes, that makes sense. Like I feel that too. And so I appreciate that, um, you know, owning your own unique voice and medicine and your expression. So I think it's really beautiful. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I have a lot of, um, well, I've got water and air. So water, like feeling the things really deeply in my body, feeling the collective energy, and then the air needing to, to put words to it, needing to express it in some way. So sometimes it, it takes some time for the water to like, okay, put form words around what it is that I'm <laughs> experiencing in my body. But yeah, at some point it, it comes out and yeah, needs to be expressed. The air needs to have a conversation about it. Mm, I love that so much. And as we wrap up our little chat, if people want to connect with you or have a reading done by you, be that um, past life regression or um, astrology, what is the best way that they can follow you and link up with you for a session? Yeah, my website is cosmicguidance.online. So you can go there and you can see the different offerings that I have. Uh, you can book right on my site if you want to do a reading or you can send me an email. You can message me through my website. Um, and then I share a lot on Instagram. That's probably where I'm the most active um, in my stories and my posts and videos. Uh, so my Instagram is just the underscore and then Michelle Yeager. And also um, my YouTube, I put a lot of videos out about the new moons and the full moons. And that's my name on there as well. So yeah, all those places you can find me. Awesome. And I'll be sure to you guys, I will link all of Michelle's stuff in the show notes. I'll put her website there, how you can find her on Instagram. And I will also link her YouTube page. So I highly recommend that you guys follow her. She posts, like she said, she posts a lot on Instagram. She's very, very active and gives out so much free information on her, on her posts, on her stories. So yeah, definitely follow her if you um, feel called and aligned to deepening into the alignment of the planets that are going on, new moons, full moons, all of that beautiful stuff. And so I'm just so grateful that I found her on Instagram and I became friends with her. So <laughs> yeah, it's so cool to be connected and that we're both from Indiana too. Yes. When I was there, that would have been a lot more fun. I know. <laughs> I know that was another trippy aspect we found out about each other that like we're both from Indiana and it was just like, oh my gosh, crazy. So nuts. Oh, Michelle, I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast today. And I can't wait for everybody just to um, get access to more of your knowledge and your medicine. So thank you so much for joining me today. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. So much fun going through the astrology and sharing your chart. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you enjoyed this. Like I said, Michelle's info's in the show notes. Go give her a follow, book a session with her. I think everybody should at least have their chart read at least one time. And Michelle does a really great job of interpreting charts. So highly recommend her. So thank you so much for tuning in today. And if you like this episode, please blast it out. Please share it. Please tag myself and Michelle. And I will talk to you guys next time on the next podcast episode. Have a beautiful day. Mm -hmm.